Recorded live from the radio studios of WFAY and WMRV, Andrew Lona's Media presents Cumberland County's Smartest Hour of Talk Radio. Welcome back to another edition of The Carolina Cabin. Hey, 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 and welcome back to the Carolina Cabinet. My name is Nat Robertson, and I will be your host as we discuss the news and the newsmakers. We're going to play a little bit of music, and we're going to talk to and talk about the movers and shakers around Fayetteville, Cumberland County, and the great state of North Carolina. It's our mission to bring to the airwaves a common-sense voice on the right side of the issues. Our Cabinet members today in the studio... Mr. Peter Pappas. Hey. Peter. Hey, Peter. 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 <laughs> Our good friend, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Hello, family. <laughs> good morning. <laughs> and of course, the good bishop. Here, here. Yeah. And Mr. Jimmy Hilly Jr. Jim Hello. Link. Hello. Jimmy. No, I don't need any sound effects. Don't worry about Jimmy me. Link. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy the Link. There it is. <laughs> You're listening note. to us. We are the smartest 60 minutes on radio. We are on Carolina Country, WFAY 100.1, and the River, WMRV 106.5. Thank you for spending time with us this morning. Check us out, message us, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet. And if you miss an episode of our live show, check us out. On your favorite podcast broadcaster. Uh, let's see. That's Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify. All of them. Spotify. Know, Spotify. 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 I don't like when he says share us. I feel, <laughs> share us. I feel so, yeah. so cheap. disrespected yeah. and yeah. cheap. iHeartRadio. We are everywhere. And we've got a, you are cheap. We've got a special guest today, too. Right, Jimmy? We have an awesome special guest, Julie Scott Emmons, my new best friend. Woo-hoo. So, uh, yeah, we're going to talk to Julie in just a couple of hey, minutes. Julie. But, but don't go far. We'll be right back. We need a sound effect for Julie, don't we? I know. It's like, we'll hey, Julie. Hey, girl. We'll have one for it next time. <laughs> Since 2012, Joshua Goodman has been the senior pastor at the Cliffdale Christian Center, a dynamic church and ministry located in West Fayetteville. Join our friend Pastor Goodman for a podcast or a live sermon in person at 6427 Cliffdale Road. Now for today's good news. Here is Joshua Goodman. Well, good morning from the All-American City. This is Pastor Josh, and have I got some good news for you. In a time when so many want to unpack, they want to talk about and discuss all the problems, circumstances, situations, all the negative junk, I want to give you some good news. So check this out, everybody. This week, my middle daughter turned 21 years old. As many parents sit back, they remember their kids' birthdays. They remember the day they were born. They remember some of life's greatest stories, some of life's most tragic stories, the good times and the bad. You know, I was told when my oldest son was a baby, I was walking into McDonald's, I'll never forget, and there was this older gentleman who was walking out. And as we were walking in, he was walking out. He says, handsome fella you got there. To which, of course, I replied, well, thank you, sir. He said, a bit of advice. Cherish every moment because it goes faster than you think. 
Now, I know that may sound like a country song. Well, it's because it is. Six children, three grandchildren later, we have had some epic victories. Man, we've had some horrible defeats. You guys often hear me say, go out there and live life with all you got. Well, today I want to add to that a little bit. Don't just go out there and live life with all you got, but don't live life alone. Find some good friends. Find some family to live that good life with. Proverbs 18.24 says, A man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. As I look around at my friends, my family, my church, I stand amazed at how blessed I am by the people that God has placed around me. This is Pastor Josh, and that, my friend, is your good news. A good choice. That was good news. All right, let's get the band going. Yeah, I'm right. Because you're still the one. We've been together since way back when. You always do the drums, don't you? I'm usually on bass. Like Antoine took my bass. Peter, what is it? That's just, that's terrible, man. Is that a left-handed air guitar? <laughs> He was the guy at the prom holding up the wall, I can tell you that. I was. As long as nobody's on vocals. Oh, no. There he is. Soprano. All right, folks. We have a very special guest tonight. This morning, whenever you're listening to us. Julie. Julie Scott Emmons. She's a native of North Carolina. Longtime educator. She has taught in kindergarten through 12th grade and survived it. And it's alive to tell the story. I'm telling you, I don't know which would have been more dangerous, the kindergarten or the 12th grade. You are an official combat veteran. Yes. An instructor at Elon University for 10 years. Um, also worked in uh, with disability services and support specialists. She was also a campaign manager for a friend of the show, mm-hmm. Mark Walker. In his congressional campaign back in 2014. She's smart. Yep. Strong Republican. Yep. Part of the NCGOP. I I mean, I don't know what else. So I'm going to quit bragging on you for just a moment, Julie, but we do want to say welcome to the Carolina Cabinet. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's my honor to be here with y'all. Yep. Great stuff. Hey, and, and she's showing it off a little bit. I know some of you aren't able to see the screen. If you look real close, she's got the autograph Ronald Reagan autograph, black on the wall back. They're just so we know that is looking good. So that's right. <laughs> so one thing I did not mention, um, and one of the reasons why we ha- we have you on the show uh, right now is you're a pro-life advocate, very strong. Here, 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 here. Obviously, that's a hot political topic this time uh, right now that we're going through with this midterm. And just tell us a little bit about what you do uh, regarding pro-life and uh, the politics that you're running into with that. Absolutely. I'd be privileged to do so. Um, I am full-time in the pro-life movement right now. And as y'all can imagine, it's been just a little (laughs) busy since last June 24th. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. Mm -hmm. For your listeners that don't know, June 24th, 2022 was the day uh, that Roe v. Wade came down and the decision uh, about when and how to protect unborn children uh, was sent to the states and so uh, it has truly been off to the races since then 
Uh, I did, after I finished my time at Elon, I worked for Congress for six years. I was the district director and deputy chief of staff for Congressman Mark Walker, and it was my privilege to do so. And I now serve as the director of strategic partnerships for Human Coalition. And uh, we are a large national pro-life organization. I'm speaking uh, in my personal capacity this evening, but I love to talk about what I do for a living. And uh, at Human Coalition, we believe that women deserve better than abortion. Mm. And our mission Mm -hmm. is to make abortion unthinkable and unnecessary. And the way that we do that is we come alongside women with the care and the compassion and the resources that they need uh, to to parent their children. Uh, We empower women and we are there for them every step of the way. And it is a privilege to do so. We have strong presence in North Carolina and are are proud to be a part of uh, the pregnancy resource space. Let me, Julie, let me just jump in and say how much I appreciate that. As a local pastor here in Fayetteville, this is a this is a battle we have. I've been fighting in faithful for thir- mm-hmm. thirty years. We oh, yeah. we never went down to the abortion mills and and protested, but we would go down and pray and have you know um, done done these kind of things. And so, your voice uh, in the pro life movement is just uh, it's epic. And, uh, and and let me tell you how much I I appreciate and and I love it because there are so many individuals who on the opposing side come to me as a pastor and they say, well, you're not considering the whole thing. You're mm. not considering these kids are going to be raised in poverty. These kids are going to be raised homeless and these kind of things. And the fact that we have individuals who are looking at that bigger picture is, is amazing. So thank you for that. You're quite welcome. And thank you for what you've done over the years. Uh, you know, this is a truly historic moment. And this is a moment for all of us to come together, the church, private citizens, anyone who cares about the sanctity of human life, to gather around women yeah. and to really flip the narrative. Because yeah. you guys, and I want to commend you for even wanting to talk about this topic. Um, I, you know, I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, but what we want to do is we want to flip the narrative here. The abortion industry tells women a big, huge, you can't. Yeah. You can't do this. You can't parent this child yep. mm-hmm. and have a career, go to school, have a good marriage, have the family you want to have. The list goes on and on. But we want to come alongside women and say, you can. can. The pro-life movement is founded in love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And thank you, you know, Pastor Josh, for what you've done with your church. The church should be the first place a woman goes for help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Church should be running towards issues of justice. So, you know, Julie, we, on the cabinet, we have bishop and pastor here, so we've loaded it up here pretty good for you tonight. Um, bishop, so let me do this, guys. Let, let me stir the pot just a little bit. Stir it up. With Julie and you guys and, and Peter and Nat. Uh, when you talk to folks about abortion, and, and you know everybody generally has one side or the other that they're mm-hmm. very strong about, mm-hmm. then there's some people that have some issues kind of in the middle. Some of the common things you hear is incest, rape, um, safety of the child, safety of the mother, right. things like that. So I would like to hear out of you very smart folks here. Um, g- give me yeah, your thoughts say, on that. Uh, yeah, me, I mean, that's the big topic. If somebody's talking, uh, you know, abortion, those are some of the big things of, well, how do you feel about that? When is that okay? Is it ever okay? Let me let me make it real personal. Um, let me make it real personal. Um, 
with most people, and I said this, we had an amazing event uh, that we did this week, Revival of the Patriots, where uh, we brought speakers together and we talked about all of these issues. <clears throat> One of the things that I revealed during that that I've never revealed publicly before is that my mother was the product of a rape. My grandmother was raped and uh, had my mother. And I found out in later years that I was the product of a rape. My mother was raped, and here comes me. And had they made that decision to abort, had my grandmother aborted, mm -hmm. there would be no mm -hmm. Lucille. And had Lucille, had, if there was no Lucille, there was me. There was no me. Um, and so this, this topic is extremely personal to me because it, it, I come through that bloodline of that, that trauma that many women talk about and that, that those on the left a lot of times talk about, talk about when they talk about abortion. But I do, I do want to ask this question to Julie because it's, it's awesome that we're talking about this because I had a young lady on my Facebook page who um, commented on one of my uh, posts. But she didn't comment publicly. She got into my inbox and decided she was going to have a 24-hour back and forth. <laughs> and um, and she she her her statement was, um, you you're talking about your anti-abortion, but you don't even know what abortion is. I said, well, it is the 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 killing of an unborn child. Mm -hmm. And what she said was, no, that is uh, that is the termination of the baby but abortion and julie tell me if this is correct or because i know they like to spin this thing and this is how they try to trip people up oh you don't know what you're really fighting for she said abortion is termination of pregnancy not termination of life and so could you touch on that because i went back and forth for about 24 hours until i just blocked her because i was like listen i said what i said and i meant what i said and i'm not budging but I, I believe that there are many out there who the reason why they they kind of jump behind those on the left who are pro-abortion. The reason they jump behind them is because these type of people get in their ears and say, oh, no, no, no. The guys who are fighting against it don't really know what they're talking about because abortion is termination of pregnancy, not termination of life. And that's how they spin it. Were you talking to Stacey Abrams or who were you talking to? Yeah, right. They I devalue the human life. They devalue and, it so they can kill that it. Is, that is for sure. Real quick, I wanted to just put a pause. And, and I've always said that whether I'm speaking to thousands of people or one person, it's really important when we talk about this issue to remind uh, everyone that about a quarter of the people listening to us right now have, have a personal experience with abortion. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to point out that, we can, there, that there is nothing beyond the grace and the forgiveness and the power of Jesus Christ That's to, right. to forgive. Come on in, sister. Go ahead and preach it. Reach. Somebody pass the plate. <laughs> Somebody raise an offering. Put that cash app up. Yeah, we got it. We got it. So, um, but just to remind everybody, you know, that, that, that it is never too late to find healing and restoration in Jesus Christ. Um, if you've had an abortion or participated in an abortion. Uh, but back to your question, yes, absolutely. The left will do anything right now. The abortion industry will do anything right now to take people's eyes off of the extremity of their position, okay? Their position is to legalize abortion for any reason up until birth and pay for it with taxpayer funds. Mm -hmm. That is what they believe. Uh, but when, when they wanna talk about race, rape, incest, and life of the mother, the first thing we do is we love women and we love them well and yes. we provide them with the compassion and the support that they need. Abortion does end an innocent, tiny, little human mm. life. Embryologists right. are 
clear on the fact that life begins at conception. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, is that ever okay? Um, It's not. But we have to wrestle with that question. As Christians, we have to think about, you know, what's the greatest commandment? Yeah. Thou shalt not kill. kill. (laughs) We know that. (laughs) How does y'all know that? Love your neighbor. (laughs) Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And love your neighbor yourself. That that mom is our neighbor. Um, You know, Bishop, your mom, she's our neighbor. Your grandma was somebody's neighbor. But Mm -hmm. you, as an unborn child, were also the neighbor that needed the love and the care and the compassion. And so what I say is that this is not an either or. We love them both. Yeah. Give right. women, we give women the care and the, the health care and the compassion that they need. But, but our society, we, we've created something, you guys, that, you know, we had Roe for almost 50 years. Yeah. And women are not any better off. Hmm. Abortion doesn't mm-hmm. solve anything. Okay. Um, it's actually harder to be a pregnant woman these days. Um, because abortion has, kind of, you know, the abortion industry wants it to be the norm in this situation. Yeah. What we've got to do is we've got to flip this, and we've got to embrace pregnant women. We've got to be there for the women facing unexpected pregnancies. Um, You know, one really compelling statistic that's come out of Human Coalition's Care for Women is that 76% of the women that we talk to, and these are women that are abortion-determined, say that they would prefer to parent if their circumstances were different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Think about that. Okay, if you're living in your car, if you don't know who's going to keep your child... If you're already choosing between rent and food, mm-hmm. you think you don't have another choice. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, pregnancy resource centers nationwide outnumber abortion clinics three to one. Oh wow! In North Carolina, we have 14 abortion clinics. We have almost we have a little over 70 pregnancy resource centers. Wow! There's a network there in place to provide help and support for women, not only in the short term. But in the long term, we have a really unique program run by licensed social workers who walks alongside with women, employment specialists, benefit specialists, what they need to be able to, like I said, flip that narrative. You can do this. You don't have to choose between your career and the life of your child, your education and the life mm-hmm. of your child. But you know what, you guys, that's, you know, having this ability to talk about this and get that message out is so important. Because the, the you know the, the lies are loud and clear, and we've got to push back with the truth. Well, and just the the reality now that people out there, uh, maybe within the sound of our voice, who may have thought they didn't have a hope that they had to make the choice, you mm-hmm. know, um, at least exactly. now that they're hearing this, they'll know that no, they're you're not in an optionless situation, but there are options, and there's mm-hmm. also people who want to help you yeah you know right. jimmy brought up earlier uh you know well what about in the case of when the mother's life is in danger and i'll share a very short mm-hmm. story my granddaughter's uh my youngest granddaughter emma is about to turn one um next month she was she came november 28th she was due february 28th that's mm-hmm. how early she was um there was a time when uh i mean both mom and baby are very at risk you know and uh, my daughter made this statement to her husband in the hospital. She's like, look, if it comes down to me or the baby, you save my baby. You know, that's kind of hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those things that, that uh, you know, it, it didn't obviously come down to that because now we, we have little baby Emma. But um, 
to to know that you know uh, in that situation there are many women who who uh, I mean it, it's been a rough year right and mm-hmm. there's been a lot of things you have to do to to to, to raise a preemie but to know Julie that they're man the, the, and I, there are people there who don't just say I'm here to help but they want they want to bring that help uh, to to our community yeah exactly that's the key that's what we've got to be talking about and I'm so thankful that little Emma is okay and you know the truth here is that modern medicine can care for both mother yeah. and child yeah it's never medically necessary to intentionally take the life of a child it's just not we have to push back with the truth mm-hmm. modern medicine is going to care for both yeah and do their best to save both. That's what the Hippocratic Oath well, and, 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 and we're living in a time when that can take place. You know, it's not, you're, it, you know, it's medical <laughs> yeah. advances are, are huge. And, and I, so. I think that that's key that, that Julie said that, that modern day medicine. I think that yes. we are, mm-hmm. when the left and those who are pro-abortion um, are pushing that agenda, they are pushing an antiquated mindset. Mm. They are pushing a mindset that, you know, is is archaic yeah, in, right. in, yeah. in, in and of itself. And they're not telling women the truth that modern medicine has the ability to save mother and child. Right. And and I think if like you said, Julie, if we push that truth and and we drive that truth home, the Bible says the truth will make you free yeah. you know i know we say it will set you free but it actually says it will make you free um and so when we begin to push that truth and and drive that truth home once a person is made free they will never be bound by the lie again and yeah. and, and i think it is really up to us uh as as children of god yeah uh, and believers in life yes. to push that truth and to, to be a louder voice in the ear of these mothers who are dealing with that decision, yep. you know, and, and fathers, too, because they are yep. fathers and mothers who are yep. wrestling with that decision <laughs> together. <laughs> well, Julie, Julie, what we were just talking about also, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't it, it falls in line with the Dobbs case out of Mississippi. Is that is that correct? The Dobbs case out of Mississippi, yeah, that's the one that went all the way to the Supreme Court, uh, that the Supreme Court not only upheld, um, but but they also decided to take down Roe at the same time. And, and that was Mississippi state law. Hey, let me ask you this, Julie. Uh, I'm sorry, we do need to go to a break, but when we come back, can we pick up on the Dobbs case? Yes, we can. All right. I, d- I, d- I don't want to get shot by uh, the host over here who's giving me the – You threatening Jimmy the lake? Julie, help myself. Hey, you don't mess with me, you'll get whacked. Julie, we'll be right back. Not you. You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up. Being the way that you are is enough. Everyone else in the room can see it. Everyone else but you. Baby, you light up my world like nobody else. The way that you flip your head gets me
nobody else The way that you flip your hair gets me overwhelmed But when you smile at the ground it ain't hard to tell Smartest Hour of Talk Radio will return after these important messages from our commercial sponsors. By voting yes for the Fayetteville Charter Amendment, we're giving our citizens the tools they need to hold our city council accountable. A yes vote for the Fayetteville Charter Amendment will mean that you'll be able to vote for six members of the city council instead of the current two. A vote yes means we can make Fayetteville a city our children and grandchildren can come home to. Move Fayetteville forward. Vote yes for the Fayetteville Charter Amendment at the end of your ballot. Start your week off right. Thanks for joining Eastern North Carolina's smartest morning talk show. The Carolina Cabinet continues with your smart host, former Mayor Nat Robertson. Not a test, I'm rapping to the beat And me, the groove, and my friends are gonna try to move your feet You see, I am Wonder Mike, and I'd like to say hello To the black, to the white, the red, and the brown, the purple, and yellow But first, I gotta bang, bang, the boogie to the boogie Say up, jump, the boogie to the bang, bang, boogie, let's rock You don't stop, rock the rhythm, that'll make your body rock Well, so far, you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along and next on the mic is yeah. my man Hank. Come on, Hank, sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix. These reasons, I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one, and I'm tons of fun. And All right, so speaking of rappers. My younger sister used to be three years younger than me. Now she's 23 years younger. <laughs> Mercy. America can be summed up in one word. <laughs> 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 Did you see the man licking the ice cream cone talking about how our economy is great? And oh, children rub the yeah, hairs on his He's worried about the other economies. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. As much as I normally I turn. what happened to popcorn or peanut, wasn't they? Potato chip. What's the kid name that used to rub the hairs on his leg at the pool? Oh, oh me. I forget oh. that kid. That kid's so uh, good. I cannot believe he told that. His name, his name yeah. is Victim. <laughs> victim. Yeah, victim. <laughs> victim. Victim number seven. Last name, Hanks. Plaintiff. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he liked it. Yeah. He was yeah. just smelling some hair the other day, man. He had the hands on the shoulders oh, the from behind. The little, yeah. yeah, she looked all creeped out, and I was like, oh. Yeah. Stranger yeah. danger. Big yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the president. Oh. Well, yeah. Izzy. Izzy. Does he know it? Oh. Guys, uh, he knows wonderful. he needs a diaper change. That's did uh, did you guys hear in the break? Uh, there was a vote yes Fayetteville commercial Heard for the yes commercial. referendum. Yeah, I yes, like it. I recognize uh, the voice. Thank goodness. What is Whose it? Voice Charter was referendum. It? It's Charter referendum. That was your voice. That was my sick voice. Your sick <laughs> <Yeah>. voice. <laughs> that is sexy. Hey, something uh, you and I talked about before we went on the air. Um, 
you know, one of the concerns we had is that folks, when they're looking at the ballot and voting, that they may confuse the vote yes referendum right. for the bond the referendum, which nobody, I'm sure, Almost wants to do. Almost $100 million property taxes, local bonds. Right. So, so don't so confuse them or group them as two yeah. different subjects. Right. Write me in. So no on bonds, so yes on, yes on yeah. charter vote, referendum. Yeah, vote. Charter. Charter. Yes vote for the Jay charter, for no yeah. for the money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If there's a dollar sign, vote no. Yeah. Vote J. Antoine Minor for yeah. anything. Write me in. Just <laughs> <laughs> write me in. All right, Julie. Um, I'm sorry for that disturbance. <laughs> <laughs> me and the mayor running for um, president. So, Julie, going back, uh, I do want to briefly hit on the case of Dobbs and, um, and then kind of transition over to the political side of abortion if you would, and I know you were kind of getting into the part of what Dobbs is and, and what it means to the um, abortion side of things for us. Right. Okay. Well, just a brief explanation. You know, I, a lot of people, you know, know something big happened last June, but I'm not mm-hmm. entirely sure what happened and, and how it impacts us here in North Carolina. So the Dobbs case uh, was uh, from the state of Mississippi, and it was actually Actually, a Mississippi law that would limit abortion after uh, 15 weeks and um, of course immediately it was taken to court by the pro-abortion lobby um, went to the Supreme Court um, and we all knew this was huge because before that the Supreme Court had only allowed any kind of limits on abortion around viability um, but this was an actual 15 week uh, significant limit or ban and the Supreme Court not only upheld that law and said, Mississippi, yes, you can do this, uh, but they brought down Roe at the same time. And basically what that did is it gave the decision about uh, when and how to protect unborn children back to the state. So a lot has happened then, since then. A number of states um, have actually significantly uh, limited abortion and protected unborn children in some cases all the way to conception. Um, and in some states, it's been the exact opposite. Uh, they flung the doors of the open, abortion clinics open even wider. And these are states such as California, Illinois, who are determined to become abortion sanctuaries. Unfortunately, I'm sad to report that here in North Carolina, uh, abortion is uh, still legal mm-hmm. uh, until 20 weeks. For a frame of reference there, 90% of countries uh, worldwide have uh, limits on abortion uh, up until uh, after 15 weeks. And so North Carolina is on the extreme side of things. Due to what is happening in Tennessee, in Georgia, what is likely to happen in South Carolina, North Carolina is poised to become and is becoming a destination for abortion. Mm. Uh, there will be, it's projected, there will be in about a year uh, from Dobbs, a 4,000% increase in the number of women whose closest abortion clinic is in our state. Oh, oh God. Wow. 4,000? 30,000 abortions in North Carolina the last year that they were reported in 2020. Did you say 4,040,000? 30, 4, 4,000. And so that number, that number is projected to increase. By 4,000%? Yeah, It'll be a 4,000% increase in the number of women whose closest clinic is in our state. Okay. Uh, because, you know, Tennessee restricting, Georgia restricting, South Carolina likely to restrict, all eyes. And this is, these are the words of Planned Parenthood in, in an article I read several, several months ago. They said all eyes are on North Carolina. 
So when we're talking about medical medical things too, uh, I mean, uh, you you kind of follow the money. I mean, you're talking about I don't know millions. An uh, industry. Uh, an she industry. To it as an yeah. industry. Oh, absolutely, it's it's about numbers, and so what we have here in this state um, is. We have uh, abortion is it regulated in some cases. You know, we have a parental consent law on the books. We have a woman's right to know law on the books where women are required to be given information ahead of time. Uh, but uh, the stakes could not be higher. Um, and everyone knows this mm -hmm. uh, for our elections, particularly for the state legislature uh, and the courts this year. Um, it's, it's very clear. Uh, we have a governor who is pro-abortion mm -hmm. and is going to fight restrictions uh, every step of the way. And uh, that's just the reality. Julie, so I got a quick question. I, I really got a quick question because Pastor Josh said, follow the money. Yeah. When you're looking at the abortion industry and you're looking at, I know we have clinics here in Fayetteville. Mm -hmm. I, do the municipalities get any any sort of revenue from these clinics because i mean there has to be a reason why why um and mayor maybe you can you can answer that part a little bit um i'm trying to see what is so why are they so what's the incentive yeah, yeah they don't they don't care what's about the women's incentive rights that's not the, the, what behind to it. why they are so driven on this industry i think it comes down to local leadership yeah I mean, that. not, not, not that a mayor or a council welcoming. could outlaw something that the state allows, right. mm -hmm. but certainly. But who, who gets money from this stuff? It's, all, it's, all, it's for me. It's always there's money somewhere in there. There's, there's I don't know if there's as much money as there no. is the perception of mm -hmm. women's mm -hmm. care, mm. right? Yeah, to drive yeah. the vote, right? The yeah. industry mm -hmm. is very powerful and very wealthy, mm. and. Um, this this is a money-making operation. Now, I don't know of any pro-life or pro-choice money for local candidates. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Okay. So I don't think anybody is, is profiting from that. They reserve that for Hillary Clinton. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, Julie, the one thing that I find very interesting, because you're talking about the governor um, and him being so pro-choice, is, you know, how is he so pro-choice, but there again doesn't believe in the death penalty for for our criminals you know it's okay to kill babies just not adults that are rapists and murders <laughs> well we want to we want to protect all innocent life and um yeah it's 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 switching the narrative it's, it's using the message that fits your agenda and you know at the end of the day guys they don't want to talk about the nature of that preborn child mm -hmm. they do not want to talk about that at all they don't want to they don't even like the term heartbeat for heartbeat right. bills. yeah yeah well that was where yeah. i was saying earlier stacy abrams that the comment she made she recently well i don't know that no, she does but i'm sure julie heard this her comment she made recently that she said doctors were making up the fact that there was a heartbeat at i forget what stage she said yeah. now but she said that that was made up. Like, it's really interesting because, well, the truth, quote, changes uh, according to whether a child is wanted or unwanted, if you think about that. Um, you know, even, even the liberal media, um, if they're talking about a pregnancy of a celebrity couple or anyone that's a wanted pregnancy, they'll talk about the baby. 
So, so, so they use term terminology is is very circumstance uh, specific. But the truth of the matter is that that's a precious human life with the, bearing the imprint of our Creator. Yeah, right. That value is inherent regardless of the circumstances of conception, regardless of whether or not a child is wanted or unwanted. That's a precious human life and worthy of dignity and respect, along with mom. And that's what the pro life movement is about. It's a movement that is founded on love for both women and their preborn children. We're there for both. Yeah, yeah, says the bishop. Peter, you got a well, question? I was just thinking, you know, gentlemen, I was while we were listening to Miss Emmons, I actually went on to Google and just Googled 16-week pregnancy. Do that and get an image. That's what they want to murder. Wow. Just for, you know, just for the, uh, the wow. one unlucky liberal that happened upon this show right now, they need to see that. Hey, Julie, uh, we talked a little bit about your uh, political background, and right now, this time of year, these two uh, categories, abortion, politics, are kind of clashing together, right? <laughs> you reckon? Like a train yeah. wreck? Yeah. So talk to us about that side of things, the political side of it. You know, it's interesting. Several months ago, you know, it was there was a lot of doom and gloom. Everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you know, the Democrats are going to make this the big issue. The Republicans are going to lose. But what we're seeing is we're starting to see Republican candidates push back um, and to, to point out the extremism of the Democratic Party platform. Um, there's no in-between here. Their platform is abortion for any reason up until birth paid for by the taxpayer. That does not reflect North Carolina values. And, um, you know, when we point out the extremity of their position, you know, that's what we've got to do. When you, when you vote for a pro-abortion candidate, that's what you're voting for. Um, they can call it what they want. Mm -hmm. But it's for any reason, up until birth, paid for by taxpayers. Well, and I think that's it's it's imperative to remember. I mean, like you said, this time of year there isn't. I think early voting starts in two days. Yeah, 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 this like, week. yeah just a couple days. Ask, but I think it's around thirty-six hours. You guys, I mean, wow. it yeah, starts, yeah, it starts. We're recording this on Tuesday evening, and the polls open Thursday morning. Yep. And you know, it, it, there's there's nothing wrong with pointing out. Um, that this is this is on the ballot. The women of North Carolina are going to be okay. We are growing this network of support. It's already huge. We're going to be there for them, and um, you know we need to pray and work towards a culture of life here in our state, um, and to support women every step of the way. Pregnant and parenting women, what do they need? How can we support? You know, we mentioned earlier um, issues of poverty. We need to be involved in maternal health. There, there are things we can figure this out. So, Ms. Simmons, I hate to interrupt you, but I want to ask. There's taxpayer money for abortions, but what about money for caring for the female as a whole? Where, well, where are we lacking? Do they get tax? Is there any tax money for these, what was it, 70 or so pregnancy resource pregnancy centers in North centers, Carolina? Absolutely, yes. Yes, there there are state grants uh, for for pregnancy resource, and uh, that is a real blessing. Are they uh, maximized? I mean, have they gotten all the money? Do we need more? Um, there is always an opportunity to have more money to right. save babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, okay. thankfully, thankfully, yeah, yeah. yeah. used for abortion in North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> it's not used for abortion in North Carolina. It is in other states. Um, 
but but you know here here in North Carolina, we need to do everything we can from a legislative standpoint, from a funding standpoint, to be there for women. You know, we had a great you know one step in the right direction. Um, last session, our legislature extended pregnancy Medicaid uh, for a mm. period of time after birth because oh, women do need health care after absolutely. birth. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, there's a crucial time for mental health care, for, for medical care, for up to a year after birth. There are things that we can do to support pregnant and parenting women, and that is what we need to be focusing on. Well, and especially this time of year, because we, we are at a midterm, and so many people won't go vote because mm-hmm. the president's not on the ballot. Right. But we've yeah. got judges. Uh, we've got congressional races. You know, the, we've got uh, 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 county commissioners. There, there, right. there is so much that's on the ballot. And if you want to affect change— Get out there and, vote. Well, and the local. truth is, we're, in a, we're going into a midterm. So the truth of the matter is the president is on the ballot. Well, yeah, yeah. Because those who get elected or, 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 you know, assume office in this midterm cycle will determine just how much power this president has mm-hmm. to move his agenda. If you don't like the last two years, exactly. go ahead and start fixing exactly. that now. But I got a question. And the Biden administration has been very clear about their support of abortion for any reason up until birth funded by the taxpayer. I mean, it's it, you know, the Women's Health Protection Act, the so-called Women's Health Protection Act that they, they passed in D.C. They, they've been clear. And so, you know, there's a saying that voters don't win elections, voters who vote win elections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is all going to go down to who is the most motivated to get in their car and vote. And yes, there is motivation on both sides of this issue. But we also need to be talking to people who, you know, really care, but they, they really are kind of listening to these lies that you guys talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to understand, you know, that, that North Carolina um, can have a culture that embraces uh, women facing unexpected pregnancies and their preborn children. Um, there's a quote by Nelson Mandela that, that I use fairly often. It says, there can be no keener revelation of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. Mm. Let Mm. me do a quick interruption here just for a matter of business. I'd like to remind everybody out there who's present here tonight in the cabinet, in or on the cabinet, however you want to look at it. I'm up in here. I'm going to first welcome, this is going to be like a prize fight, Julie. I like to get a little animated. I'd like to first welcome to the ring the one and only. you you got to do better. Ladies, uh, yeah, well, ladies you know I'm a steak and cheese. She's not here for the shenanigan, but he let's hear it. He smells like a sandwich. <laughs> His name is Peter Thomas. Number one sandwich Peter maker Thomas. in Fayetteville, baby. That's right. Hello. And then yeah, yeah. to his left, we're bringing in mm, about an inch shorter than Peter. <laughs> Beard is longer. I got, I got my boots on. <laughs> Bishop yeah, Antoine. Uh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I'm and feeling discriminated against on this height thing over here. And, and then yeah. next to him, we got the man with perfect hair. <laughs> <laughs> Weighing in in a slim. Well, we won't oh, go into that. No, no, but he's doing great. He's working hard. The pastor, Joshua Goodman. Howdy. And then. <laughs> hey, y'all. The smartest of them all, as long as nobody else is in the room, our great host. <laughs> Former Mayor Nat Robertson, and we're all joined. He's still my mayor. We are joined by the <laughs> lovely Julie Scott. Emmons. Hey, Julie. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antoine, maybe I didn't mention about the husband part on yeah. her. Uh, she will not be in your DMs <laughs> later. Ain't got nothing yeah. to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with me. So, Julie, it. it on the political side, I keep pushing us back that way because where we're at. 
So going to the polls, any advice for us on on um, keeping this or trying to get this somewhat under control as far as this abortion stuff goes? I would say just be aware and you do your research. Um, if you read the party platform of the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, it's very clear where each party stands uh, on the issue of abortion and caring for women. And, um, you know, I would encourage everyone do your research and, and vote pro-life. Um, literal lives are hanging in the balance. Uh, North Carolina can do this. We can step up and say, you know what? We're going to protect preborn children. We're going to be there for their moms. We're going to create a culture of life in our state. Um, you know, we can do this, guys. And so I would encourage everyone to get out and vote and to vote pro-life because life is on the ballot this year. I, I got a question real quick, because this is something that, you know, I think, sometimes I think, and I have thoughts. Um, sometimes. 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 If marijuana is illegal in North Carolina, and it's legal in Virginia, and I go to Virginia and purchase marijuana and bring it back. It's illegal. It's, it's it, illegal. I've committed a crime. Yes. Right. You know, we're not even talking about that, but if you're trying to get legal but, advice, yeah, Antoine, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say you better be glad we're not what live I'm tonight. To, what I'm trying to ask is when it comes to cause the tourism when part. It, when it comes to, because it's, it's uh, like abortion um, tourism. Yeah. What am I doing here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know who that was. Yeah. <laughs> but Neither did he. Makes two of you. If I if 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 abortion is illegal in South Carolina, and you are a resident of South Carolina, and you travel to North Carolina to get an abortion, and then go back to South Carolina, should it be like illegal too? I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think it works. I don't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not question. the socialist. State See, the she United said. States, Julie yeah. said it's a good yeah. question, so it's a good question, <laughs> well, Julie, guys. Julie's a very nice person, and <laughs> yeah. the rest of us are not. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out like how that crossing state li lines thing, because like at some point, some got to give. We got to have some pushback. Well, yeah. and now, Julie, from what she's telling us, I, I can see the governor's going to come out for... Uh, he's going to come out? murdering babies. Well, no, he's going to come out with uh, for all the travel and welcome oh, centers and all that. Mm. Hey, welcome here, man. Yeah. We're the capital of abortion. Yeah. yeah. That's a oh. great draw. For I thought you said he was going to come out. Like, yeah, like well, come yeah. out. I was like, hey, it is what it is. It's 2022. Give it time. Do, brother? <laughs> what do we want our state to be known for? That's it, yeah. Yeah. And, and we want our state to be known as a state that protects preborn children and is there for their moms. And, yes. um, you know, at the end of the day, this is, this is our decision to make. Thanks to Roe coming down, it's our decision to make. This is up to the voters of North Carolina. Absolutely. And the way we make that, we can't obviously make the laws, but it is by us electing, you yes. know, these uh, you sound know, leaders. Sound, sound leaders. So here's what y'all do. Go, we wasn't going to tell nobody tonight, but it is, it's, it's about high time that me and the mayor make this announcement. We running for president and vice president of the United <laughs> States. Y'all just <laughs> vote us in. Y'all vote us in. This is our cabinet right here. That's okay. why we call right. it the Carolina right. cabinet. We're going to have to bring Julie. You know, Julie, you, you coming in as our press secretary and whatever else you want to be. You can hold more than one position. It's all right. Ooh, Julie we gonna should do be the press secretary. We're going to do this. Come on, Mr. Mayor. Julie's DHHS. DHS. Okay, yeah. there we go. There we go. You you gonna be a, a director of FBI? You you uh, are that, new. That's too much work because they've got that all. <laughs> yeah, they got yeah. Hey, Julie, um, give us some info, local PRC, if you would. 
Yeah, I wanted to point out, you know, the organization I work for is Human Coalition. You can find out more information about Human Coalition at humancoalition.org. Uh, but right there in Fable, I know you guys are based right there in Fable, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, my dear friend, Tanya Baker Nelson, uh, runs a pregnancy resource center there called Hand of Hope. Yep. Handofhope.net uh, is where you can go for information and call for help. Um, there uh, is a network of pregnancy resource centers around North Carolina. And if anyone's listening to this and you're pregnant and you weren't planning to be, I would encourage you reach out for help. Reach out to your local pregnancy resource center. Uh-oh. They will love you. They will have compassion on your situation and walk alongside you in this journey. That's good let me ask. Let me ask too. Uh, how can a church? Obviously, we've been involved, but how? Uh, what What can churches do to uh, to partner? Well, I love getting that question. <laughs> like I said earlier, churches should be running to this issue. A church should be the first place I agree. Yep. Woman goes when she needs help. And so that's the first thing I tell, tell churches is love the women in your pews and make sure that the women in your pews, if they find themselves pregnant and they weren't expecting to be, make sure you create an environment where they know that they can go for help. Amen. This um, mercy triumphs over judgment. Yep. Mm-hmm. But then also, I would say, you know, in the words of Dr. Al Mohler, uh, on the day that Roe came down, he said, the battle before us is bigger than the battle behind us. Yep. Well, for those folks out there who are not religious uh, or Should have a like different that. religion, no, I mean, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be a religious no. topic for you. So don't feel alienated by the fact that, you know, a lot of no. times we do want to discuss the religion aspect mm-hmm. of it, but it doesn't yeah. have to be a religion issue. Isn't that right, Julie? We have science on our side. Mm-hmm. No, they did away with biology. That no longer exists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, we have science on our side. We know we have a tiny little human being. Um, and they're so and, cute. Uh, not a potential human being, but a human being with potential. Yeah. Uh, in every single case. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have science. We have truth on our side. And, um, you know, guys, we can do this. Um be engaged. Churches uh, need to volunteer. They need to donate. Uh, be there for these women. Um, and just remember, you know, at the end of the day, where our hope lies. Yeah. Um, truth truth shines brightly in the darkness. And so yeah. we must live and speak the truth in this really historic moment. What an incredible opportunity to love women and to be there for them. That's what I'm here for. Oh, boy. That's the one time you're going to jump in. That's the one time he jumps in. Uh Uh, And just to reiterate, just to reiterate, we are in Fayetteville, but we are on one of the two safe blocks in Fayetteville. Yeah. Safe blocks? It's somewhat safe on this side. That's another show. The Human Coalition, I don't know if you gave a a website or contact info on that. Humancoalition.org. Okay. For more information about what we do also. And, uh, yeah, I, I would just encourage everyone, vote pro-life. If you're struggling, reach out for help. There is help there. Um, and North Carolina, we can do this. Julie, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Because of my cold, I wasn't able to really <laughs> get into it. There he goes. Yeah, you, you left it to me and Antoine, and we just, we just, we just kind of took it away. I want to talk about John Locke and some of the other things that you were involved with, community colleges, and all that kind of stuff. So please, please plan on joining us again, would you? 
I would love to. When the mayor's oh, not great. feeling not yeah, well, so, he can speak. so I can carry yes. the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, Julie. Julie. Thank ladies you, Julie. and gentlemen, that's Miss Julie. Tell your husband hi. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Manners, Julie. Bishop. Oh, Manners. I'm just, I've been wondering why they think I'm flirting yeah. with their wives. No, why would you? Well, yeah, I mean, I was. You was not. Yeah, why would anybody think that? I got two words for you. Don't do it. Uh-huh. Really? That's more than... That's three words, <laughs> Joe. Well, you're quick. That's three words, Joe Goodman. See, he can count three. <laughs> so call him Joe Goodman. <laughs> Let me play this real fast for Antoine. News, weather, sports, nope. and common sense talk in the morning. Grab another cup of coffee and settle in for more of the Carolina Cabinet. Eastern North Carolina's sexiest conservative. Oh, there it is. There it is. Here we go. <laughs> a special thanks to our guest, Miss Julie Scott Edmonds, who uh, wears many hats. She was joining us as uh, a pro-lifer, and it's uh, always great to hear our guest. Mm-hmm. Special thanks to our cabinet members, Mr. Peter Pappas. Oh. Jay Antoine Minor. Yeah. yeah. Our good friend, Pastor Joshua Goodman. Good to be here. Amen. And Jimmy Henley Jr., better known Amen. as Jimmy the Lake. Jimmy the Lake. Kill him, Jimmy. Please do us a favor. Take time to stop by one of our commercial sponsors and let them know that you heard their message on the Carolina Cabinet. If you missed an episode of our live broadcast, look for our top rated podcast. The Carolina Cabinet on Amazon, Google, Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast broadcaster. You can always send us a message, like us, follow us, share us on your favorite social media outlet. We are at the Carolina Cabinet, and we'll also take your smart mail at the Carolina Cabinet at hotmail.com. We're about to start setting up a cash app. Thanks again for joining (laughs) us this morning, and until next time, we are... The Carolina Cabinet. Oh my God, that was terrible. That was bad. Hang on, stop, stop. Yeah, we're going to do this again. (laughs) So so thanks again for joining us this morning. Until next time, we are the the Carolina Carolina Cabinet. The cancel culture is not welcome here. You're listening to the Conservative Carolina Cabinet, Eastern North Carolina's most offensive talk show to the freeloading left.